0: The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.
1: All right, police across Canada, listen to this, say that there was a 7% rise in hate crimes last year. That's according to Statistics Canada. Its data shows the pre pandemic uptick was driven by more incidents targeting people over their race and sexual orientation. Um, just more than three quarters of all hate crimes reported by police last year occurred in eight cities Calgary, Edmonton, Hamilton, Montreal, Ottawa, Quebec City, Toronto, and Vancouver. Doctor Christopher Wells is the Canada Research Chair for the Public Understanding of Sexual and Gender Minority Youth at McEwen University. Doctor Wells, welcome back to the show. Pleasure to be back. All right. Uh, one of these days we'll have a conversation um, other than something that is uh, disheartening. But I want to ask you, when you read these numbers, when you heard about uh, the increase, how did that make you feel about um, living in the city of Edmonton, about about uh, the numbers here and the numbers across the country?
0: Sure. Uh, well, putting on my academic hat, it's, uh, <laughs> not, it's not surprising. Uh, you know, we've been seeing an uptick and a trend. You know, not only here in Canada, but uh, certainly in the United States, and uh, indeed uh, globally. Um, you know, uh, hate uh, is is on the rise, uh, unfortunately, and uh, I think anybody who's uh, been on social media. Over the past number of years really can see how uh, those platforms uh, are contributing to that you know you know personally of course it, it's it's distressing uh, uh i often like to say as a, a member of the lgbtq community we do uh, you know a simple test it's uh, really asking people where would you feel comfortable um you know holding your partner's hand um yeah. and you know the response is uh unfortunately not many places um you know and and that really shows the, the amount of work that uh, we have to do and and not just because you know somebody's afraid of being attacked but you know it's those sort of subtle microaggressions somebody staring at you or uh-huh. you know or or giving you a snide comment or you know in some cases you know yelling uh, homophobic or transphobic uh, slurs at you as they walk by you know mm. my experience in edmonton i've had people throw things at me and spit at me just you know uh, walking down white avenue
1: that makes me so incredibly angry when i when i hear that and i have uh, i have a friends um in the lgbtq uh, community who are are vocal and who are standing up for for rights and i see them out there every day putting themselves you know taking on street preachers and you know you name it they are they are doing it what can i do dr wells when 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 you're saying okay that you're getting stared at you're getting having things thrown at you what can allies do
0: yeah it's it's exactly that uh, you know recognizing you're an ally and, and this is always you know thinking no matter who's uh, involved about your your safety first but you know the uh, the most important thing we can do is intervene is interject and mm-hmm. just simply say you know that's not uh, appropriate uh, you know come to you know the defense if, if you're seeing this in public of the person and ask them you know is there okay is there something i can do you know that this is not acceptable this shouldn't be happening to you you know reassure them that you know these kinds of uh, behaviors are, are wrong and not appropriate and you know, uh, that you're not going to be sort of complicit to those acts of hate or, or discrimination because, you know, it is in silence that we allow hate to flourish.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what, Dr. Wells, uh, a couple of times on this show I've had a, a, a fascinating guest on, and he was a former... Leader, one of the, 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 the founding members of a, a neo-Nazi organization who has actually gone on to completely turn his life around and speaks all over the world now. And I and I asked him, because you, you said you, hate is on the rise, and I asked him, do you believe hate is on the rise or has it always been there simmering and we've made it more okay for people to voice those concerns again. And he suggested that it's always been there. We have just um, we' we're, we're allowing we're allowing it to happen more. Um, the conditions are more ripe for it right now. What would you say to that?
0: Yeah, you know I think the the vehicles, the mechanisms by which you know hate, uh Gains an audience and gets amplified have increased, and I think that's why it's it's much more you know uh, uh, public uh, than it has been in the past. You know, before you you, you had to actually go out and, and seek people to to find an audience. Now you know you can simply you know something that's gets shared on Facebook or um, you know gets reported as as fake news. Or or in the past we've not really had people in elected positions using those platforms to um, you know promote hate you know that's really been a concern and globally about the sort of the rise of populism and fascism and you know what fuels that is uh, you know the blame and hatred towards minorities people who are you know different than than we are as and we being uh, the majority but you know I think what we really get at with 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 that um, that speakers comments is that you know hate has always been here unfortunately uh, and hate is a learned value, right? It's not something anybody is born with, but, you know, you get indoctrinated uh, into whether that's through, you know, family or the peer group that you're exposed to or the kind of, you know, media that you consume. Um, that There's hope, though, that if we believe that hate is a learned value, then it can also be unlearned.
1: Mm. Dr. Christopher Wells joining me this afternoon. Dr. Wells, you, you talk about social media, and, and truly, um, it can be an absolute dumpster fire at the best of times. I mean, sometimes there is, you know, such beautiful things on social media, and other times it just makes you want to never go on there. A- again, what are your thoughts on what could be done on, on social media platforms or what should be done on social media platforms? You know, you, have, you, you balance, um, you know, people's right to, to say things, but you also have to, to, to balance it, of course, with not, you know, inciting hate or, you know, hate speech. H- how do we even tackle those, those forums and, and what they're adding to this discussion? Or what they're not adding, to be honest with you.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know there there are some days exactly like you said. It's it's best to avoid uh, you know social media or don't look at. You know your your Twitter page or, or who you yeah. what conversations you've been tagged into but you no know, this is an issue that I think the social media companies are really struggling with yeah. is you know how do they go about put, trying to develop better policies and put restrictions you know and like Twitter labeling some tweets as being you know misinformation or trying to take down tweets or or better vet uh, you know people's identities so that uh, you know there's not being able to hide behind this anonymous you know account where you're not being held accountable for what you say, right? It's very different in the past that you know to get something published in a newspaper you really you had to sign your name you had to put your phone <laughs> number and your your address right there is yeah there was not like just posting something on social media or you had to go out onto the street corner and you know find an audience that would be willing to um, you know listen to what you had to say um, and I you know I think what we've also lost is is perhaps some of the, the critical thinking ability to really be able to discern when we're bombarded with so much information on, on social media and through the web and technology what is what is good information and and you know what is not good information Um, that's probably one of the most important skills that you know we can teach uh, our young people is not uh, all opinions are actually created equally Um, and we you know we have to start moving away from this false balance and actually say to people, you know, well, why is that? Where's your evidence to, you know, support that, to support those beliefs? Mm -hmm. Otherwise, these stereotypes become generalized and they get taken as facts.
1: Almost half the hate crimes from last year targeted people for their race or ethnicity, followed uh, closely by their religious background. Attacks against people for their sexual orientation rose by 40%. Um, Dr. Dr. Wells, you know, you, you look at these numbers and go, okay, well, the numbers were up. What what was it overall? 7% in hate crimes across the country. But I wonder how realistic that number is because I wonder how many people are accessing Actually, comfortable enough or confident enough to report it in the first place?
0: Yeah, that's a really important point uh, because what was reported, um, you know, from uh, the, the the Canadian government, these are only um, hate crimes reported to the police and that the police have verified. Right, and and we actually know from research. Some research shows that only one in ten hate crimes are ever reported to law enforcement, and and particularly from those communities who are the most vulnerable or, or marginalized in our society, they face a disproportionate, uh, you know, number of hate crimes and incidences, um, and they may not feel comfortable actually going to the police because of past experiences, mm-hmm. uh, and they feel that they're going to be re-victimized or that the police are not going to take them, you know, seriously. So they just quite simply they don't report. Right, and they, they try to um, you know uh, change their own behaviors, or, or you know they don't go out in public, or um, you know they're they they're very cautious or afraid to, to be in certain public spaces because you know they don't feel that they're going to be protected, or they don't feel that they're going to be supported by the police should they report it. So it's a it's a it's a real you know issue. We know in fact that these statistics that are reported are are a vast underrepresentation of what's actually yeah. happening.
1: You know, and uh, just before I let you go, we know that the Edmonton Police Service over the past year has um, has reached out to the LGBTQ+ uh, two plus, um, uh, community in an in an effort to um, to bridge that gap, to make it um, a, a safer, more welcoming space. We know that the Edmonton Police Service recently reaching out to Black Indigenous people of color as well, trying to do the same when you look at the efforts um on behalf of the edmonton police service on those two fronts uh for example um your thoughts and are they doing a good enough job or shall we see
0: <laughs> yeah you know the verdict is, is definitely out uh, still out um i think we we're fortunate that we actually do have in in edmonton a dedicated hate crimes unit that's a rarity you know, in Canada. The question is, is it well enough resourced? Uh, I don't think so. Um, um, uh, You know, there's only so much uh, one or two officers can do. Um, And I think they, you know, we do need to make better inroads in building relationships uh, uh, with uh, vulnerable, uh, racialized uh, and and minority communities. Um, Because we know actually those are the communities that have some of the highest rates of distrust of of police and and law enforcement. So it's about partnerships Uh, uh, you know and it takes time and it it takes uh, the support to actually get out into these communities it, it involves inviting these communities within to the police service to help to do training for new recruits yes. to help to review the kind of policies uh, you know when i worked with the the police service and the, the the chief of police i always said my job was to be your critical friend i'm going to point out the problems Uh, But I'm also going to try to bring you some solutions. But it's on you to take action. You're the only one who can do that in a position of leadership. And then I would always remind them, and if you know know better and you don't do better, well, then there are going to be consequences. And expect our community not to be happy and hold you accountable.
1: Dr. Wells, always good to speak with you. You you give us so much to think about every time. I want to thank you for joining me this afternoon.
0: My pleasure. Thanks so much.
1: Yeah, Dr. Christopher Wells taking uh, the time out of his day to to talk about um, these new numbers from Statistics Canada: seven percent rise in, height, uh, in hate crimes. Uh-